if the future were in your hands. My daughter's screaming. The house is burning. Would you change it? Hurry up! Hurry up! It's not too late. Touch this man's hand, and you are in the grip of the dead zone. I've had another episode. Only the imagination of author Stephen King could take you there. With a power that alters the future lives of those you love. You want to kill your own son? I want you out of here. I'm scared, Dad. Or of those you fear. I have had a vision that I am going to be president of the United States someday. And nobody. I mean, nobody. Gonna stop me. Is it a power for good or for evil? If God has seen fit to bless you with this gift, you should use it. Bless me? You're a devil. Who are you? Who sent you? I'm scared, sir. What's happening to me? We're gonna get married. Johnny, don't leave me, please. Didn't you see how clear it all is? Not only can you see the future, I can change it. I was there, I saw it. Put your hand on the scanning screen and you'll go down in history with me. I saw his face. I stood there. I did nothing. Johnny! Hello, everybody. Welcome the to Zone. Movie the Podcast. Yes. That's right. <laughs> movie, movie the, the podcast. podcast. It's Movie the Podcast. We're watching some movies. We're watching and talking about them. Talking about movies. <laughs> we should just talk like that. Mm, is like, that, uh, is that Rip Taylor? Yeah. R.I.P. Rip Taylor. Oh, wait. No, no R.I.P. Rip Torn. Yeah. Apparently, Rip Torn. Apparently, Rip Torn was in a movie and he showed his dick. Really? Yeah, I forget what movie it was. Huh. I was like, oh, cool! I need to check out that rip torn hog. Mm-hmm. So it's the uh, it's the best part of movie the podcast. Alec and Tapo, yeah, no stupid Sean because he's sucking his dad's dick. And special guest star Gog, no Gogs. at a doctor's appointment at eight thirty on like, a Thursday, like as you do. Do doctors even stay open that late? No. Anyway, no. So. As per usual, when it's just a me and Alex show, let's do whatever the fuck we, we want. Do whatever we want. We didn't watch a ghost movie, but it's kind of like spooky. It's a supernatural movie. Yeah, it's ghost adjacent. Uh, We watched... We watched The Dead Zone. Yeah, David Cronenberg's The Dead Zone. The least David Cronenberg movie I've ever seen. I mean... Well, I mean... The least David Cronenbergian David Cronenberg. Movie. I feel like this is like a like a he got like hired to do this. Like this wasn't like something that he like wanted to do. This was like wasn't one of his projects. Oh, maybe it was a good payday. I mean, a it, Stephen King movie. I mean, we'll get into it. He didn't do a bad job. No, but like if you'd have told me like if we watched this and you didn't tell me who directed it and I didn't see the credits, obviously, I would have never guessed it was David Cronenberg. There's nothing like that sticks out. That makes this a David Cronenberg. Uh, well, I take that back. There's there's a few things. There's a few like character actors that show up in Videodrome. And a scene with some scissors. And a scene. Oh, you know what? That is very Cronenberg scene. That yeah. scene is fucking disgusting, it's and I gross. had a hard time with it. And it's really not that violent. It's no, just you don't even really see anything. Implied but violence. It's the implication. Yes, because of the implication. Do you want these women to feel like they're in danger? There be no danger. I don't think you're grasping this. I love that bit. Uh, uh, sociopath. Dennis, Dennis is the best. He, uh, he might be my favorite character. So, what'd you watch this week? Uh, 
Uh, TJ. I watched one thing. One thing? I had a very movie the podcast moment. You'll appreciate this. So last night, I was like, shit, we're watching, we're, we're doing this show tomorrow. I probably should watch something because I haven't watched anything in a week since we, well, it hadn't even been a week. We, yeah, when did we record? Friday? Friday? So it's almost a week. But I, I usually watch something over the weekend, but I didn't watch anything. Um, real quick, off topic. Well, I guess on topic. Have you seen the trailer for The Art of Self-Defense? I With Jesse I, Eisenberg? Yeah, I saw the short trailer, like the TV trailer. It looks good. It looks good. I read a review for it and said that it's good, but it's just... It's not good. It's good. It's good, but it's not good. Yeah. Like, it's, it's entertaining. It's but out it, this weekend. I'm probably going to go see it. Because I, I saw the trailer and it looked like... It looked really offbeat and quirky, but then all the, like, you know, it's like top critics are saying. Yeah. Their top critics are saying, like, it's really dark. And I'm like, oh, is there, like, some kind of weird, like, kind of. I was reading the review. Jody it's all, Hill it's all twist. About, uh, it's all about male insecurity. Oh, I'm full of that. Yeah. <laughs> well, you know what? I'm not full of. Eh, I guess I am. I was going to say, my insecurity is not tied into my masculinity, but I guess it kind of is. Like, I've made peace with my small dick, and I can't fuck, so. So you're not insecure. Well, I guess you can still be insecure. I'm insecure, like, publicly even though around people. It, yeah. You can still be insecure about anyway, it. Anyway, I want to see that. I'll probably talk about that next week. But the thing I watched... So last night, I was like, I need to watch something. And it was also, like, for me... I know this sounds silly, but I'm sure you can appreciate this as well. It was kind of late to start a movie. It was, like, almost 9 o'clock, and I was like... Oh, oh yeah, yeah, That's, yeah. like, almost not past my movie yeah. time. You gonna work in the morning? Like, yeah, exactly. No thanks. So, I was like, I had a, I had a, I had a, a quandary. What did to do? I need to watch a movie. It's got to be quick. Got to watch something. I can't. I can't have this segment go without me talking about some movie. So I go to Netflix and I just happen to click on something Netflix original. Like they have like their own tab now. Yeah. Their original shit. And I guess that it's also like um, curated by like that percentage of shit you'd like. You know how they always say yeah, like it's like, like an eighty percent match. match or whatever. So this was like an eighty percent match. And I clicked on it, and it got Bob Odenkirk in it. I like Bob o- Odenkirk. And uh, I was like, what is this? And it's called Girlfriend Day. And it, it described it as a comedy noir. And I'm like, okay. And then here's the best part. Uh, it's an hour and ten minutes long. God, that sounds amazing. And I'm like, hell yeah. An hour and ten minute long movie? Sign me the fuck up. So I watched it. It's not very good. <laughs> um, I, I like, I kind of like. I was into the. So first of all, strong points out of the gate because it starts out with a weird commercial about greeting cards that's narrated by David Lynch. Because hmm. I I know David Lynch's voice like right away. He's got a very distinct voice. He's got that weird Midwestern like kind of. Uh, He's also kind of like high pitched and whiny. Y- yeah. 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 Even you probably recognize his voice. You've yeah, heard I've, him speak. I think I've he's, heard him speak, and then I saw he was on Louie for those episodes. That's right. Like the TV I producer. love that, those episodes. Um, but anyway. Especially when they start doing all the David Lynch stuff in the episodes. Yeah. Like the like cut to cut, like the receptionist changes from one old lady to another old yeah. lady, and then it cuts back. I love that. Um, but anyway, so it starts out with a voiceover by David Lynch, so I'm over here like, ooh, cool. Like, this might be good. And it's already kind of weird. Like, Bob Odenkirk plays a... He writes greeting cards. Hmm. And I'm like, okay, that's kind of a weird premise. And, uh, oh, uh, Flo from the fucking Progressive oh, commercials Christ. is in it. Like, 
starring in it? No, she's just like a. Oh, okay. uh, she's one of the other writers, but it, like I recognized her right away. Um, but anyway, so in their their world, like writing greeting cards is like a like a lot more important. Like it's like the movie is kind of like a surreal, dark comedy because like they really pump up the importance of greeting cards, and it's kind of like a bit. But, like, they don't commit to it enough to, like... It's not, like, super funny. It's just kind of weird. And what happens is Bob Odenkirk is, like, kind of done. Like, he's out of ideas and he gets fired. And then he gets, like, tied up in this, like, murder plot. Because the guy that was, like, the greatest, like, uh, gift card writer, like, gets killed. And it's a conspiracy between the two rival gift card companies. And, like, it... Huh. It's just, like, a mess. It's an interesting premise. Well, here's the thing. Like, it's so non-committal that, like, it's got a lot of fun ideas, but, like, it's so short that everything feels so fucking rushed. Like, uh, what's her name? Uh, married to David Cross. Amber Tamblin. Is that her name? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, she's in it. She's super cute. I'm a big fan of her. Um, she plays Bob Odenkirk's love interest, but literally... Their scene, they're like meet cute, is like they're in a bookstore, and or I think it was a bookstore. It doesn't matter, and they're literally just like they're just talking, and she kisses them, and she's like, "I'm tired. I don't. I don't deal with all the like in between bullshit." It's like, oh, cool. That that's the story now. I mean, this is all within like a minute and a half. In that bookstore, was there a book about the number twenty three? No, I wish. Oh. Um, but like, yeah, the movie tries to be like again, it, it, it over exaggerates the importance of greeting cards, but then it tries to be kind of, like, poignant about it at the end of the movie. I don't know. This movie, like, didn't really know what it was trying to do. It seemed like a lot of smashed ideas at once. The the titular girlfriend day is a fake holiday that they're making so people can get their girlfriends to, like, fall in love with them again, so they need, like, so these goons like, like, basically hold Bob Odenkirk ransom to write, like, the ultimate gift card, or, or greeting card. It's fucking... I don't know, man. That's weird. Like, the one guy, this one guy is, like, like bullying Bob Odenkirk. Well, not bullying. He's, like, threatening to kill him. Because he wants Bob Odenkirk to write a card so his wife will fuck him again. It's like, what is this movie? But then it's, like, over. And you're like, what did I just watch? Because it's so, it's so fast. Directed by anybody. I forget. Nobody that I can remember. Like, co-written by Bob Odenkirk and, like, three other people. Well, that makes sense. Because he likes, he writes, he does weird things. But it's, like. It is weird, but it's not like it's not like funny. Weird. Like I don't. By the end of the movie, I'm like not sure what they were going for. It's a comedy, but it's not. It's a Netflix original, also. Funny. Um, yeah. But again, I got to give it points because it's an hour and ten minutes long. I mean, you can literally just kind of watch it in the background. Um, it's something. I can't really say I recommend it. I uh, I love Bob Odenkirk. I was telling you before the show, like, Better Call Saul is one of my favorite recent shows. Like, I love that show. He's great in it, but not a, not a great movie. Girlfriend Day. Girlfriend Day. Uh, but, uh, yeah, I, I would not recommend. Would not smash. Uh, <laughs> left swipe. <laughs> Does not ship. So Doesn't even, like... You don't even populate can't, you can't on even IMDb. find it on IMDb. Yeah, that's not great. Oh, there it is. It, that's from 2017. Yeah, it's not. It's not old. Oh, he's got Stacy Keach. Yeah, he plays the owner of one of the greeting card companies. Huh. It's 
I mean, again, it, 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 the thing is, it's so short, it's like you can't really formulate that much of a negative opinion about it, because it's kind of over before it gets started. But, I don't know. Poor Flo. How is she ever going to be anybody but Flo? She's been locked into that. I'm sure she's making good money. Oh, I'm sure. But if she's trying to act I now, though, all anybody's ever going to say is, oh, it's Flo. I mean, yeah. Well, I wonder, like, if she get she probably gets, like, a flat fee for everything, because she's on, like, ads and... Like uh-huh. flyers and shit like that. Yeah, those are insurance flyers. She, what happened to the big titty phone girl? What? The one uh, the AT and T girl with the big tits. The, you remember I, the her? I don't know what you're talking about. Hold on. I mean, I'm sure she's still doing something. Do you know? I'm ta- you don't remember those commercials? No. With the hold on, keep talking. Um, the big titty girl. <laughs> oh, that one. <laughs> This hold on, hold on, hold on. I I, her name is Mil, Milana something or other. Hold on, it's this bitch. Milana, her something. Remember, she was like AT and T commercials. Oh yeah, 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 like in the uh, like in the store. Yeah, 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 yeah. She's hot as hell. Okay, what happened to her? I don't know. Don't we'll keep up on commercial celebrities. Call her up. Is that her phone number? That's a picture yeah, of her in a military let's, uniform. Let's call her up. Anyway, <laughs> uh, Girlfriend Day, do not watch. Alec. Would not hit. What did you watch? Uh, I watched one thing. One thing? Uh, Drop Dead Gorgeous. Oh, hell yeah. That movie's I haven't seen that great. movie. In, I, love I that probably movie. haven't watched that movie since we watched that movie in our old house. It's 20 years old. Wow. Yeah. I remember liking it a lot. It's so good. Yeah. It's fantastic. Everybody's great in Is it. Is it on a thing? Uh, it's on Hulu. Oh, okay. Yeah. Everybody's great in it. Kirsten Dunst is great. Kirstie Alley is great. Denise Richard, like, top to bottom, the whole cast is great. Isn't uh, Amy Adams in that movie? Yes. Yeah. Yep. Uh, Back before we knew who she was. Yeah, that was her first uh, acting job in that movie. I remember. Uh, that movie's so fucking funny. That whole, like, the mockumentary thing is just... Yeah. Great. It's one of the and better. Thomas Lennon is the voice. Oh yeah, doing the uh, cameraman. There, the did he direct it or anything? No, but the guy who directed it is the creator of the state and uh, Reno Nine One One. Ben Garant? No, I forget the guy. Kevin name. Allison? No. Oh. I think they all get credit for like yeah, all that stuff. He's got three names. David Wayne? No. Oh. <laughs> Hold on. I'm going through all the state God. guys. Uh. Michael Patrick Jan. I don't know, man. I don't it, think he's... Oh, like maybe a, he wasn't one of the, like, he was behind the camera. I think he's just a behind-the-camera guy. All those state guys, man. Think about, like, how talented that, like, roster of comedians were. Because they've all gone on to, like, big things. Like, Thomas Lennon and Ben Garant, they're, they're like, crazy successful film writers. Like, yeah. they wrote that whole fucking the Night at the Museum yeah. trilogy of all things. But they're also, like, always acting, like, uh, Ken Marino's and stuff all the time. Kevin Allison, you see him popping up. Yeah, those guys have branched out really well. What happened to fucking... I feel like now? it took some time, though. After the state, there was, like... You didn't see any of those guys for a while. No, it definitely did And then all of a take, sudden, they, uh, they blew back up. The state is, like... That shit is so funny. I think that it's, like, it's like vaporware, though, because... Or, I don't know. That's not a good... That's not an apt comparison. I think that the state is, like really important to us and our generation but like 
I don't think kids now would appreciate it at all. But Probably it, not. It was like, it, and I I don't mean to oversell this, but like the state, it's like the state and early Simpsons are like paramount to my sense of humor, and like the way I like think about comedy. And space Ghost and Space Ghost, yeah. But I mean, like the state is. I re- I make references to the state all the time, and that show was on. 30 years ago. Yeah, for like <laughs> for like two, two years of like eight episodes <laughs> each. And for a while, I oh, the only way I could watch it, I had this shitty ass deep like bootleg DVD I got from like <laughs> a comic book convention. Cuz even now the the pisser about the state is and for those of you that are, are fucking millennials or whatever, the state was on MTV and all the sketches were tied to music. Almost all of them. Not a lot of them. Almost like all of them. But since they were on MTV, they had the rights to right. like every song. Right. But then when they 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 it took them forever to put anything out on the home market. And I remember back in the day, I was like, "Why is that?" Because I remember they had that one fucking VHS tape that yep. was called Sketches and Stickers, and then it had a little asterisk that said, "Stickers not included," which was <laughs> fine. Um, but that was just like a compilation tape of like a bunch of sketches, and it's only like an hour long. And they never release, like, full seasons. Like, it's kind of... It's really funny to think. Like, it makes me feel so fucking old. But, like, we take that shit for granted now, right? Like, a show comes out, and then the fucking DVDs come out, like, two months later. Yeah, if that. And, like, the state came and went, and everybody was clamoring for, like, why isn't there a home release? Why isn't there a home release? 30 years later, no home release. Well, they couldn't get the fucking rights to play all the music because they didn't have the rights to it, so they have to pay a whole bunch of money. So then they eventually did release it all, but they put in all new music, and it really does feel a lot different. Yeah, because, like, there's one, uh, one sketch in particular I can remember where Robert Ben Garant is walking around, like... The pants sketch! Yeah, he's, like, hitting on women, and they're playing, uh, Cannonball, Cannonball. by yeah, the, the... Not the... Is it the Pretenders? It's, it's the, uh, the... No, it's the, uh... Oh my god, I can't think of it right now. Anyway, move on. Move past it. Um, it's they're the, playing Cannonball, and it works perfectly. The do 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 Yeah. Well, it, he's and he's wearing a golden diaper. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> the breeders. But like Sorry. the breeders, yeah, that's it. You. But like that song, it just it's part of the sketch. Like it fits. But then they released it on Netflix or Hulu. It was like and yeah. all the music was just like gone. Close. Yeah, it's like, a, like it was like if you if you're a wrestling fan, it was like the WCW version, like when uh, yeah. <laughs> Diamond Dallas Page came out to kind of not Teen Spirit, like or smells like Teen Spirit. Yeah, they'd get it. It was like a close approximation of Cannonball by the Breeders. It was like this isn't the same, but it's not it the same. It, it really work. It sounds silly, but like and may, that, the interesting thing to me would be to see if if somebody that has no familiarity with the original show and the original music. If they would appreciate the sketches on their own merit. Because I think, like, for us, those songs are, like, intertwined with those sketches. So yeah, absolutely. So something's missing. But, like, you know what I mean? I don't know. Anyway, yeah. sorry, this has become the state talk. Well, I mean, it deserves to be talked about. It's a brilliant show. It's amazing. I mean, it's... You know, it's brilliant. Captain Monterey Jack. <laughs> Hello, cheese. Cheese can't answer the phone. Um, so boom, what doc- boom, boom. What are you a doctor of? Shake in the room. Um, monkey torture. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> Sometimes so, I put them in cages and put them in the car and drive them right to the edge of the forest and then just turn around so and I, drive them right back home. So, what have you learned from your years of monkey torture? <laughs> they hate it. <laughs> oh, god. Um, 
Oh, that show. Oh, Thomas Lennon is so fucking funny. Yes. I love that guy. But uh, also, Drop Dead Gorgeous is yeah, hilarious. They say retard about a million times. Oh, you know what? I don't know. Because Will Sasso is in it as, a, That's right. as a, the one guy's younger brother who's <laughs> retarded. Well, and it is... Well, I, they I, say like a million times. The podcast is a pro R-word show. Yeah. But it's like... Not uncomfortable, but it's like, man, you can't... You can't do that you, no you more. You can't say that anymore. No. It's like when they say the F word in the beginning of uh, Old School. Oh. Like three times. Kind of that like, whole movie. Oh, yeah, it's like, full of that. Man. Well, like, also, like, a big gag is that he fucks an underage girl. Yeah, that too. <laughs> That's like a thing. Yeah, he, I didn't even think about that. Oh, yeah. I mean... I, I, was, I thought more about the, uh... Yeah. <laughs> can't say that. No. Yeah, some of those movies don't. Uh, you know, I was I, I I don't age great. I feel like there was talks like recently of them doing another old school, but that's why? probably why. Well, one, it's a bad idea, and two, that's probably why that those comedies, those like early aughts comedies, like look at go watch even like Forty Year Old Virgin. Yeah, there's that whole scene where it's like I know you're you know, a f word. You know, I know you're gay. Yeah, that doesn't that doesn't play anymore. But uh, watch Drop Dead Gorgeous if you haven't seen it. It's a uh, if it's on Hulu, it's, I will watch it. I, I, I it's a it's an absolute gem. I remember that the, the and I could be misremembering this, but I feel like that movie came out around the same time as Miss Congeniality, and Miss Congeniality sucked. And I think it sucked a lot of life out of Drop Dead Gorgeous. Like it's like a deep impact Armageddon situation. But I don't know. I could be misremembering that. So what did we watch tonight, Al? Did you watch anything else? No, just the one... The one thing. Hello, what did you watch? TJ jacking it! She does watch me jack it. Yeah, that's weird. It's gross. What am I supposed to do? Cover yourself with a blanket. Cover myself with a blanket? It's my house. Why do I gotta cover myself with a blanket? She can go in another room? Whatever, man. Don't make this weird. So what do we watch tonight, Alec? The P Zone? Oh, you're in you're in the deep thought right now. No, I'm dealing with uh Well we watched the Dead Zone, folks. David Cronenberg's The Dead Zone, starring Christopher uh I almost said Lambert. <laughs> starring Christopher Walken. It's a totally different movie. Uh that would be an interesting movie. I am I can't even what's how does he sound? He sounds like Ren from Ren and Stimpy. Does he? Kinda. You know, I, I'm not even gonna I, try. I can't even do it. Yeah, uh, Christopher Lambert. Did you know that Christopher Lambert is basically blind, and like, I guess all his like fight scenes, he basically couldn't see. <laughs> so they just like. I mean, that's kind of impressive for a blind guy. <laughs> like he, so the can, other guys, people are, like can, fighting around him. He can see with glasses, but they like wouldn't let him wear his glasses <laughs> during the fight scenes. <laughs> so you get this like a psycho slashing at you with a sword, and he couldn't see. Anyway, we watched Dead Zone, David Cronenberg, Christopher Walken, uh, a monstrous performance by Martin Sheen. Good lord. Yeah, like, he is just, like... I think he chewed corners of my television. He chewed yeah. so much scenery. I mean, he is... He is hungry for scenery. That guy... Is chewing it up, spitting it out. Is overacting, and it's hilarious and great. And awesome. Uh, Tom Skerritt is in the movie for, for like, second. two seconds. He shoots an old lady... Um, you, what happened in this movie, Alex? So, Christopher Walken is a school teacher who is 
dating another teacher. They go to the amusement park. He gets a headache on the roller coaster. They leave. They go back to her place, and yeah, she what wants. What was to... that headache about? See, I is that when I was reading about like the production of the movie. There's supposed to be a scene, like a pre a scene from him as a kid uh-huh. where he gets like a head injury uh. as a kid that like somehow ties into everything else. So that like that that because they do draw a lot of attention. But then it doesn't that, really matter because that he, roller coaster. Because in about two minutes he gets run over by the got milk truck. It's one of the oddest car wreck scenes you're ever going to see. Like he. He's driving, it's super rainy, and this guy just, all of a sudden this tanker truck just kind of veers off the road. Like, the, yeah. the driver doesn't seem that worried about it, but the tanker, like, detaches and slowly goes down the road. But Christopher Walken can't see it because it's raining, and then he wrecks, and then he gets in a coma for five years. Yeah. Me and Alec gets coma comified. Yeah, me and Alec had a theory that he got snapped by Thanos for five years. Yeah, he got blipped. Yeah, this is a uh, this is a canonical. This is an in MCU universe. Well, yeah, he they're just on a different version of Earth where everything's in the eighties instead of modern yeah. day. Um, so yeah, that's your opening setup. Then he wakes up five years later, and yep. he's like, "What the fuck, dude?" Quickly realizes that he can, when he touches people, he can see. What's gonna happen to them? Which doesn't really it's, make sense. It doesn't sense make a very whole first, lot of sense. First instance, because that he sees the girl burning in a room, but yeah, he sees a nurse's daughter in what I think is the, probably the best scene in the whole movie. So like he and when he has this vision, it literally like puts him in the the place that he's looking at. But he sees this little girl in a house that's on fire. But the cool thing is, you see, you just tempt fate. <laughs> you see. Um, you see the, the, the room on fire, but then it cuts over to Christopher Walken, and he's still in a hospital bed. But the hospital bed's on fucking fire, and I don't know fire. how they it's shot cool. it, but it looks fucking amazing, because everything around the hospital bed is burning, and this is, like, pre-CGI, so all that shit is really burning. It looks fucking awesome. Uh, but anyway, yeah, he warns the nurse that uh, the daughter is going to die in the fire. Of course... He tells the nurse to hurry up, but the nurse gets there and the firefighters have already put out the fire and got the little girl out of the room. Yeah. So her involvement was really unnecessary. Yeah, she could have stayed at work. Yeah, she really didn't have to do anything. Um, and then from there, the doctor is like, what's the fuck? What the fuck's the matter with you? And he's like, I can see shit. He's like, what the fuck, bro? And then he grabs his hand and he can see that uh, he survived like World, World War II. II. Germany. He- Sees the doctor as a boy, a young boy. A young boy. And then he tells the doctor that his mom's still alive, and the doctor's like, what the fuck, bro, really? That can't be right. And then yeah. he calls his mom in fucking Switzerland or whatever, and she's alive, and he's like, hey, you're right, dude. Sweet, thanks. Mom's alive? Yeah, now I got a fucking <clears throat> another birthday I gotta worry about. Thanks. Oh, Jerk. so <laughs> word gets around that this dude is seeing the future, this telling scene, visions. Okay, so I, in a movie that's, like, very short, because this movie's only like a like a little over an hour and a half. There, this scene I feel like could have gone longer. So there's like a press conference because Christopher Walken's like, I want people to know I don't want to live with this burden without like it. Uh, for some reason, he wants to get it off his. No, show. it was that the the, uh, the the nurse told. Oh, I missed people. that part. The nurse told people that he touched her and then told her. What but was then happening. he agreed to like go forward. Yeah, him. I guess people were like calling him and sending him letters so he decided to hold a press conference which is the worst idea 
ever. So, in the press conference, you get this snarky dickhead reporter that with a fucking uh, leather uh, sports coat, which, which is, is just awesome. the most 80s of looks. This guy also uh, is one of the Cronenberg cronies. He was uh, a Cronenberg. He was the the camera guy in uh, Videodrome. Um, anyway, so he's like, "Oh yeah, you're a fucking psychic. Like fucking prove it to me. You fucking like, who's gonna win the election? Yeah, and and he's like, it's he's still, like, it's still gonna win." And Walken's like, "Who the fuck is Stilson? Yeah, because he's been in a coma like, for five years. I don't know shit, man. Yeah. He's like, I don't know. Why don't you ask me? I'm who just won? trying to party." Dude. I wish he talked like that. Um, but anyway, so he's like, ah, oh, prove it to me. And so he eventually grabs um, the reporters. The reporter comes up, you know, trying to fucking defraud yeah. him or whatever. But um, he grabs the reporter's hand and he starts talking about it. Like, why'd your sister kill your, kill herself? Or, yeah, something about his, do- his sister's suicide. It's like fucking dark. And I loved all that shit. Like, I wish that was more. Yeah. Like, I liked, I liked that scene a lot. Um, then uh, a problem with this movie is time passage. Yeah, because it's said New Hampshire and it's always kind of snowy, but yeah. at one point like years go by. Yeah, and it's at still- another point like we think maybe like months went by, but it turns out it was like three hours. It was the same day. Yeah, like everybody's dressed totally different, even though they're in the same place. Yeah, and we're like, how long went by? Also, uh, markdown. For all you assholes around Christmas time, when you want to talk about unconventional Christmas movies, this is technically a Christmas movie because there's a Christmas tree in Walker's family's house. Walk in. Walk in. Walker. Um, so, anyway, so after that whole thing, uh, Christopher Walken moves in with his dad because his mom just died. And um, Tom Skerritt, who's a cop, is trying to solve this murder. And honestly, the murder gets solved, like, so fast. It's like, why did you even... Like, it's kind of weird. Like, we'll get into it. But, like, I feel like there's two halves of this movie, and they don't quite go together very well, but they're just, like, there. Well, like, there's the first... It's... it's. I mean, it's a movie in three acts. And then the first act ends after they solve this murder, like, immediately. And you're like, oh, Christopher Walken could just be, like, a police... Yeah. Like... Liaison detect like yeah, yeah. Uh, 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 what do they call it? That when you you work with them, but you're not an official cop, like a, uh, 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 a freelancer. Yeah, something like yeah. that. Um, I, there's an actual term, and I'm not. Yeah, I'm, dra- I'm stumbling. <laughs> what hello? <laughs> what? What are you looking at? Um, you see a ghost. But he could have. He he could have. It, it could have done that, and they could have gone with that for a while. Yeah, like even just a montage of them like solving. You know what? A montage would have solving been cool. crimes, um, but they solve this crime where <laughs> the one of the other cops is the one murdering these coeds. Yeah, this so this cop is a fucking idiot. <laughs> this cop is like Tom Skerritt's like right hand man, and again, a problem I have with this movie is that is that Walken has shown his powers work. Like, at Multiple, least three like, times. The police are approaching him, like, yeah. can you help us solve these murders? Yeah. So this And he does. Yeah, and he does. <laughs> and this cop, like, is just there the whole time and never, like, decides to, like, dip out or do anything different. And, uh, we do get a titty in this movie. Dead titty. It, well, she's alive for a couple of seconds when the titty's uh, yeah, pop Yeah, okay. Out. She's... 
But it's not the a tits s- pop out when she's alive in a flashback. It's not a sexy titty scene, but it's also no. one of those titty scenes that's like you didn't have to include those titties because it's like kind of gross. Because it, it would have been better if they didn't like. Well, if yeah. You, if they just showed the other angle of him like. Well, yeah, killing her, or whatever. but they have to do it like. But it, yeah, it's like the gross, exploitative way. And yeah. again, I'm not sensitive to that shit, but it is like kind of gross that you have to like sex up this fucking murder rape. But that's explicitly well, that's what even it, what they call it rape murder. <laughs> yeah, the in news. the oh god, oh thank you for bringing that up. So there's a fucking the, Walken's watching this newscast before he finally because at first he doesn't want to help the cops, but then he decides he's going to help them. But he's watching this newscast. About the murder, and they're 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 literally putting this dead girl in the meat wagon, and there's these two people that are just cheesing the camera, like they're just looking right at the camera, like, hey, we're on TV, but like there's a like a fucking corners wagon right yep. in front of them. Oh, it's so fucking <laughs> funny. I don't know how they left that in the fucking movie. It's hilarious. But they are just cheesing their big oh, smiles. Yeah. Oh yeah. my god! Like it's basically like like, hey ma, look, I'm on oh TV. Oh my god, it's so funny. I and think one of them's a cop, isn't it? <laughs> It's so funny. Oh, it's ridiculous. So, anyway, so wa- uh, Walken uh, finds out that the uh, the cop is the murderer because he can see everything. He literally, like... He uh, touches the corpse and he can yeah. see what happened to her. Yeah, and... So he's seeing it, like, third person. He's like... Yeah. It happens, like, in a gazebo. He's, like, in the gazebo watching yeah, there's a, the murder there's happen. There's actually, like, a very cool, like, match cut where they're in the gazebo with the dead girl and then he touches her and then it pans out and it's like a memory like you see yeah. the memory of the girl but then it cuts out even more pans out even more and Walken's there like in the memory I thought that was like well shot like yeah. I liked how that was I out. mean Cronenberg's a pretty good director yeah it was pretty like he he knows how to make some innovative but it shots. wasn't like super flashy I just like the way it was no, done yeah. um but anyway he finds out the cop murdered him the cop literally just like runs away to his house which also, probably the dumbest place to go. Of course, he just kills himself. So I guess he didn't. It wasn't really too. He cons- kills himself. Oh yeah, please by get into this. Setting up a pair of scissors, like an old school like, the classroom like, scissors. Like yeah, like sharp pointy scissors. Yeah. Both prongs pointed up. Yeah. And just like slowly leans his mouth onto him, still so they jam him up into his brain. I guess it is. You don't see it happen. But it's still gross. It's super gross, and I... You see, like, an aftermath shot. She's, like, got a t-shirt wrapped around her. <laughs> Weirdo. Um, it's, like, a... It, oh, God. There's an aftermath shot where you just see it, like... Yeah, The scissors, disgusting. like, in his mouth just hanging there. It's really And gross. he's just, like, spasming in a bathtub. Yeah. Oh, that's gross. It's gross. there's a good, a good uh, squib shot of his mom yeah, getting his mom, blasted in the And Christopher guts. Walken grabs his mom before the whole thing goes down and realizes that she knew the whole time that he was a murderer, which is kind of cool. Yeah. And then that just ends. It like, ends, and then, like... It's literally, like... It, I, like, cuts forward. Like, Tom Scarrett's never in the movie again. Yeah, I made the joke to Alec, like, after the mom dies, and they, like... It's like, you could have just ended the movie right there. Like, the it told a complete story right up to that point. And it and feels like, like it's over. And it could have been. Yeah. It, it jumps... I guess it can't be that far in the future. Well, he gets shot, so he had to heal up from getting yeah, shot. But they're like... The guy at the beginning of the movie is talking about Stilson running for yeah. Senate, and he's still running then, so it can't be more than a year. No. But it cuts forward, and he's like... Uh, Christopher Walken's character, Johnny Smith, has moved like into a new house. He's teaching like private lessons. Yeah. 
to people like he's moved on. Yeah. And the doctor, the old doctor, the uh, the doctor from World War Two comes and visits him, and I guess he, he's starting to have uh, premonitions again. Yeah. He calls him to visit him, and he has like a a, a closet full of shit that people are sending him because they want him to touch them, right. touch the stuff to find people. And he's like, I don't want any part of that. That's... I just want to teach. Like, right, I don't want to do he, this he anymore. He describes that when he has these visions, he feels like he's dying inside. Like, it's the... Like, when he has... He uses his power, quote-unquote, like, it's not, like, pleasant for him to experience. Like, I... Which is another thing that's, like, cool, and I wish, like, again, could have gone more into that. Like, yeah. I, I would have liked more... But this next part of the movie, just like, <laughs> it's so soggy and slow. It's, it's slow, like, and it feels like a totally different movie. He's just like teaching kids. <laughs> it's like nothing happens. It's just like a few things to introduce you to the third act happen. Yeah, but it's just like probably twenty-five to thirty minutes of just like connecting you yeah. to get you to the third act. It's yeah. like it could have been five minutes. The movie could have been like an hour and fifteen minutes. Yeah. Also, like so. Um, the whole thing with, uh, with, uh, Martin Sheen, where he's, like, blackmailing that other politician, that, like, goes nowhere. Why was that even in the fucking... Well, it wasn't a politician, it was a news, it was a newspaper. Oh, I missed The that. newspaper, Martin, so, Martin Sheen had a copy of the next day's paper that was getting it ready to go to print. Yeah. Having, like, uh, an editorial, like, uh, ripping well, I'm Martin... I'm an idiot. Okay, Like, yeah, ripping yeah. Martin Sheen's character, and the guy they blackmailed was the publisher. I got or the you. editor. I got you. That makes a lot more sense. I'm stupid. And they so Martin Sheen basically sent him a, a honeypot yeah. to set him up to cheat on his wife with this young girl. That's a good. So move. they could get pictures of him to blackmail him to not post the editorial. I need to get in a position of power so I get honeypotted. That's a good grift. Grift. Yeah. Um, cool beans. Yeah. Um, and then the movie gets awesome again. Oh my god! Well. The movie gets so awesome. <laughs> the movie arguably gets... It, this is so great. Like, it, it really, like, made the movie for me. Because I, I did not like the second half of this movie until this happened. So, uh... Christopher Walken witnesses the guy that he's tutoring is gonna die. And he ends up, like, kind of going nuts and telling this this rich guy, like, Hey, bro, don't let your kid ice skate because the, the pond's gonna break and they're all gonna drown. And he eventually gets his way, and he doesn't do that. But then somehow he ends up at a rally. Is that how it happens? He sees his uh, ex-girlfriend. Oh, that's right. So his ex-girlfriend, I guess we didn't... Oh, we didn't get into that His ex-girlfriend, from the beginning of the movie, before he goes in the five-year coma... Yeah. She, like, moves on and, like, marries and has kids. Um, But she pops back up at his house, because her and her new husband or boyfriend or whatever he is... Are supporting this guy Stilson, Martin Sheen's character, we, and we, they're going like door to door. Like we also shouldn't gloss over the fact that there's like an incredibly weird scene that only Stephen King could really write, where his ex girlfriend comes to his house with his dad, with her kid, and fucks Christopher Walken just for one night, and then just like pieces out. It has like yeah. family dinner. It's like really weird and like Stephen King's a weirdo, man. God only knows. Like, He's a weirdo. He certainly is. But like, it's a weird scene. Yeah. Because it's like, what was even that for? Like, I don't know. It's it's kind of odd, right? Like, yeah. I get it. Like, there's 
there's like I'm sure obviously like something like that happens and even though time passes there's still going to be feelings cause it's well, like, for him well, no and time her, passed well, for him her really yeah, I, I guess mean, she never really got closure because it's almost like if somebody died and then they came back to life I mean Ooh. if you think about it in a weird way but like at the same time like that scene just didn't make any sense no yeah but anyway sorry so he sees his girlfriend like it's very convenient that the rally is right across the street from his house yeah <laughs> Like, that's probably the stupidest part of the whole movie. Yeah. Oh, this all takes place at Ca- in Castle Rock, by the way. Oh, yeah. So. Stephen King's favorite, Stephen King favorite location. town. Yeah. Um, that and Boulder. He sees his girlfriend going to the rally, and he wants to go talk to her about something. Yeah. I forget probably what. Probably dicking her down again. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. But uh, he gets, like, all turned around at the rally, and, the, and uh, Martin Sheen is coming through, kissing babies, shaking hands... And he shakes, and he shakes Christopher Walken's is hand. is the greatest scene ever in oh my movie God. history. It's oh my, so fucking good. This is so amazing. He shakes Walken's hand, and it cuts to like... <laughs> this is so like, good. And I'm guessing it seems like Camp David or yeah, somewhere. Yeah, 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 somewhere like that. Like, Martin Sheen is now president, and he is threatening, I guess, the Secretary of Defense. Like, he's like, you're going to put your hand on this thing to shoot all the nukes. Yeah. Or I am going to shoot you in the head and put your hand on it for myself. Yeah. yeah. It's amazing. And, oh, my God. And we got to tell you that... machine is fucking over the top. And the button, the actual, like... It the, looks like an old, like, ColecoVision. <laughs> I thought it looked like Darth Vader's chest plate. Like, it's very, <laughs> like, low-tech, but kind of amazing looking. It's, like, got a big white light square <laughs> that you put your hand on. Yeah. Then six colored things, like, red... Green, blue, purple, yeah, like lights, and then just a big red button. It was on amazing, it. and yeah, Martin. I can't. Words can't describe how ridiculously overacted the scene is by Martin Sheen. It's also shot like a fucking old like monster movie because it's shot from like the bottom. Yeah, like up. everything is looking at him like he is like, like Godzilla. <laughs> yeah, it's amazing. It is. Awesome. So, it's probably the best scene of the whole movie. And then, like, it's only... Because after he hits the fucking button, then all the nukes fly, there's, like, his whole cabinet's outside yeah. this room. He, like, walks to <laughs> the front door, and they're like, Mr. President, we just settled on, like, a a peaceful... A peace yeah. accord. Yeah. To, there's a diplomatic to, solution, yeah, I think, diplomatic is what they solution. say. <laughs> He's like, I just pushed the button yeah. and set all the nukes He's off. like, nukes are in the air. And he shuts the door. <laughs> just like, wait a bit. It's amazing. Oh my god, it's so awesome. <laughs> so now you got the final bit of the movie where Walken has... He knows that, that Martin Sheen, unchecked, is going to... End the world, basically. Pretty much. So he's like, "What? What should I?" He goes to the doctor. He's like, "What should I do?" The doctor's yeah, like, he's, "Well, he's asking the doctor. He's like, if you could go back in time and kill Hitler before yeah. he came to power, would you?" And the doctor's like, "Of course." Like, yeah. it seems like the doctor's going to go into this big yeah, moral. There's no like, moral co- yeah. He's like, "Well, you know, as a doctor and somebody who's supposed to protect people and like always have their best interests at heart, of course I would." Yeah, yeah. Oh, that's that seems actually kind of funny. Yeah, he's literally just like, "Yep." Yep, kill yep. him. Yeah. Do it. They need uh, Sammy Zayn in there. Should I kill him? <laughs> yep. <laughs> uh, but uh, yeah, so then he tells him to kill him. Walken's like, "All right, y'all, guess I'll kill him." Walken gets a rifle and yeah. some bullets and gets on a bus to the uh, next campaign stop. This scene is <laughs> this scene so is fucking amazing. Great. So the end the of this scene, movie is really good. So <laughs> the <laughs> it's like a town hall or something. Yeah. <laughs> And like, you see people walking in, and like Christopher Walken's on the balcony, just like he fell asleep. asleep, like <laughs> his rifle. He just wakes up, like, 
Where, his I'm rifle, like, what, his what is, rifle's not even covered. His <laughs> rifle is like a He's got a blanket on. He's like hugging it. And he wakes up and he sees people start coming. He's like, oh, I guess I better load my rifle. <laughs> you think you might want to take a nap on the bus over then? <laughs> oh, he loads the rifle. He drops the bullets. Every, oh, he drops a bullet off the balcony that luckily doesn't land on anybody's dome. Um, everybody fills in fills in the thing. Yeah. Stilson gets to the front. Oh, you Walk-ins walk lining up to shoot and he realizes his girlfriend... And her baby are on the podium. This is also. I said before that the one scene. This might be my favorite part of the movie. It's pretty ridiculous. So Walken, <laughs> Walken is about to take his shot. He, he doesn't take a shot, right? He, I think he or does he? And he misses. He takes. No, one he takes and he one misses. shot. And he misses. Then he hits the podium. Yeah. Then Charlie she- or uh, Martin Sheen grabs. Fucking Walken's girlfriend's baby, or his ex-girlfriend's baby, and literally uses it as a human shield. Puts it in front of his fucking face. Yeah, his girlfriend's like, what are you doing? It's amazing! He, like, literally, like, instead of running away or hiding, he grabs a baby and uses that as human shield. It's amazing. Uh, So then what happens, Alan? It's so fucking good. Um, I don't think Walken takes another shot. No, he gets shot before that. I think he gets actually he gets shot and it is awesome. Like the bullet hits him like in the hand. In first. the well, he gets shot in the hand and he drops the gun. Then he gets hit again in the gut and the bullet goes through him and then like explodes a the light, light bulb behind him. Yeah, that's super cool. And, oh yeah, my god, that, that shot is awesome. Uh, Walking flips over the balcony, falls down. Uh, uh, Stilson goes and like starts shaking. He's like, "What are you doing? Yeah, who are you? Why are you doing this I, to me?" I really like this part. <laughs> Walken grabs his hand sees in the future somebody took pictures of him holding the baby as a human shield Yeah, and it's it's it uh, Stilson Stilson's sitting on a couch and he blows his brains yeah, out Stilson's career is, is over and like a cool thing about this shot is that the room like you don't even know where he is like the room's like completely yeah, black, like black around him which I, I know, like I know you've never watched or have you, you've seen have you seen Stranger Things yeah it's in. It looks like the part, like in the void, where she's just there. And everything is all black. Alec, it's it's called, just like it's called the upside down. Oh yes, I've only seen season one. Uh, to be fair, but it's it's just like that. Like it's just him. Yeah, like I you see it. his little like nightstand with a gun. Yeah. and a thing. Just puts his gun up Literally underneath his chin and blows his brains blows out. Blows his fucking brains out, and then yep. walking like happy as walking's like it's over. I love that. Like this is actually one of the rare times Stephen King. Uh, I don't know if the book ends this way, but this is a solid I, ending. I, I remember the book ending similarly. Maybe not exactly. You said Stilson's a much bigger part in the book. In the book, I think the book opens with him, like yeah, because it like it like uh, catalogs how he became like a bigger and bigger piece of garbage. Makes sense. And just like like he's, he was like a traveling salesman, and like like I think he, I think the book, the very first scene in the book is him like going up to a house trying to sell something. Their dog like annoys him, and he like kicks the dog to death. Jesus. And then he's like, he's just like lost this sale and yeah. leaves because he doesn't want to. He doesn't want him to see that he killed their dog. I can't remember? And like, I want to. It's s- just he, he starts making like just like shady deals with like local yeah. small politicians and working his way up. I think Stilson shows up in some capacity in the Dark Tower series, but I can't remember. Maybe most Are of thinking this- a Randall Flag. No, Randall Flag. Well, Randall Flag is the the fucking man in black, or the yeah. Sorry, spoiler alert for fucking the Dark Tower. Uh, but uh, 
read that series if, if uh, I haven't. It's very I know good. they all. Tie. You'd actually like it a lot. It's it's got a lot of like the kind of high fantasy elements I think you'd like, and it's cool that it ties into all his books, but like in a very superficial way. Like it just throws in characters. Like it's like the original sliders, really. Because huh, like they show show. up in different worlds. Like at one, in one of the books, they literally show up in the ravaged America from the stand. Huh. Like they just go there. I don't know. Stephen King's got a lot of good ideas, but he doesn't know how to flesh them out. There's and a lot finish of them. good stuff in the Dark Tower. The ending is awful, but that's, that's like, and it only makes calling, it worse because like it's his, eight books. That's like his calling card for me. Like that book, Cell, that he wrote. Yeah, like ninety percent of it's good, and the that. end yeah, is like. So fucking bad. Yeah. Uh, the Regulators. Uh, yeah. Desperation. Insomnia. I liked. I've never read Insomnia. But like a lot of his books are like that. He just doesn't know. He like I got all this cool shit, but I don't know how to wrap it up. So we're just gonna do something really? dumb. I always liked. I mean, I've read a lot of his stuff, but I like his short stories a lot more than his novels. <clears throat> like, there's one, the Mist. There's oh, the Mist, the Mist is fucking great. awesome. I think the movie ending is better than the book ending. I totally agree with you. I love that movie. Um, there's one story that he wrote, and I can't remember the name of it, but I really like it. And it's just like a weird story. It's about this con man who's on like a like a cruise, and he like they they wreck. Like he becomes like shipwrecked on an island, and then just like it's just him stuck on an island. But the end of the by the end of the fucking story, he's like eating himself hmm. and trying to figure out like what part of him he can eat. I, and it like. It's written from his perspective, so he's like, it's one of. The, I mean, it's a, kind of a cliche now, but it's like each passage kind of gets more deranged and like less coherent. Hmm. And I remember really liking it, but anyway, yeah. uh, the dead zone, five knuckle shuffles. Alan, of course. Man, I'm gonna give this a couple of different ratings. All right, the first third of the movie gets like a seven. Yeah. The middle third gets like a two. Yeah. The final third gets a ten. Wow. So um, what is that overall? Is, I, I don't know. That's like not a lot. <laughs> You're the I'm gonna give it like a seven. Yeah, that's like fair. it's not even close to perfect, but like some of the parts that are There's so good, good, I can't get it. it. Like yeah. I can't give it too low. But that middle part just like it drags. It, it like like we were both, like at one point I was like I gotta put my phone down. <laughs> like <laughs> yeah, I'm just did. looking at my phone. Like I gotta pay attention to the movie. Like yeah, I had, they might say something that comes up later. I definitely had some moments where I was having a hard time. Well, like I said, I thought that guy was a politician. Turns out he was a newspaper editor. I missed that. Clip. Yeah, but um, like it's good. It's yeah. not great, but it's good. It's solid. It's I don't know. I haven't seen all his. It's probably the. Well, no, I just said the mist is so All the good. Frank Darabont stuff is the best Stephen King stuff. The Green Mile, yeah. the fucking Shawshank Redemption, the mist, those are fucking bangers. All of those. Yes. Certified bangers. Like, I know, like, I feel like Shawshank is kind of like a Forrest Gump kind of thing where it's like almost overhyped because everyone likes it so much, yeah, but it's such a good... doesn't like that movie? It's such a like, good movie. you have to be like the biggest contrarian on earth to be like, the, that's not a good movie. It's a really good movie. It is. Um, yeah, I'll give it like a seven. It's, what happened to Frank Darabont? Does he make any movies anymore? I know he did like The Walking Dead, like the and first. His seasons were really good. Did the first season? He did he the did? first like two seasons? No, he did like a season and a half. And then there was like some huge falling out. Yeah, he, and I don't know if he's worked since. Creative control. He made a show on, I want to say USA called like Mob City because it had uh, it had what's his name in it, The Punisher. Which one? The current one. What's his fucking name? Uh, I love the guy. How the fuck can I think of his name? <laughs> Shane from The Walking Dead. Yeah. 
he was in it. it was Don't called, know why I can't think it was of his called name. Mobster. John Bernthal. John Bernthal. I love John Bernthal. It was not very good. Uh, he was an uncredited writer for the 2014 Godzilla movie. Are you serious? Yeah. Oh, no. But, you know, if you go back and watch that first pilot episode of Walking Dead, it's really fucking good. It is. It's really It's good. very good. Uh, anyway, so, uh, seven overall. He directed The Majestic. Did he really? I never saw that. I didn't either. We almost yeah. watched that for June Carey. Sean said it was just endlessly boring. Yeah, seven. All seven right. knuckles. Uh, who's next? Uh, TJ. Oh. Uh, it's also a seven for me, dog. Uh, it's it's far, like you said, it's far from perfect, but there's a lot of really good stuff in it. I yeah. think the Walken's really good in Walken's it. Walken's great. He's like he's. He's not the walking that not everybody knows yet. now. He's yeah. like understated almost. But then there's one scene. It does have his freak where outs. He, uh, there's one scene where the guy's still. He, Walken's already told him that his kid's going to fall through the ice and die. The guy doesn't believe him. Walken smashes like, a candy jar. He's like, Your son is going to die. Yeah. And it's like screams awesome. it. And it's fantastic. It's so good, yeah. <laughs> he, like freaks full, out, like, he freaks fucking... out earlier too about something and it's really good. There's a few. It's not it's not too much. Yeah. It's not like now where like people want him to be like, well, yeah, he, like over said, the top. He's like a everything. meme now, but a meme. He's good, a meme. Um he's really good in it. Martin Sheen is so fucking good. Yes. And like he's now don't get me wrong, he is like he's twirling his mustache so hard, I'm surprised he didn't rip it off his face. You know what I mean? It's he's like he he's so villainous. He's like snidely whiplash or something. Like he's the most villainous character I've ever seen. But goddamn, is it not? It's so compelling. It like, works per- and I think it. I wonder if it works like so much better because like there's no hero. No, like Walken's kind of the hero but he's not a hero he's just like he's kind of a, a guy who's like just like a weirdo I guess it's I like gotta put upon weirdo I guess I gotta kill this guy like yeah. I really don't want to but well, that's I what think, I gotta do I so he's was, just so Stilson's like unchecked he's just yeah, like yeah, yeah. there's nobody like the only other person that interacts with him really is just like his right hand man Who's just like, yeah, dude, you're the best. Like, yeah. you're, 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 boss, you're awesome. You'd almost think in like a normal movie that like Tom Skerritt would somehow take down Stilson for Christopher Walken. Yeah, you know what I mean? Because he's the more classic hero in that story. But he, uh, he's really uh, uh, Martin Sheen is excellent in it. Um, there's some cool ass camera work in this movie. Um, it's relatively short, which always is an hour forty, which just gives us a point. Uh, but I, 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 my one big negative, and the reason I can't go higher than a seven, is that the two halves of the movie just feel so disparate. They they feel yeah. so disconnected. Like we, uh, me and Alec almost watched some Dead Zone television show that they made <laughs> that I didn't know existed. But it feels like a television show. This feels like two episodes of a television show. You got the murder mystery, and then you got the political thing. But, like, they don't feel connected at all. They feel like two separate movies. definitely. And I I don't know how... Again, I never read the book. I don't know how it was connected in the book, but it definitely seems like something where the screenwriter's like, I don't know, let's just make this happen one after another. You know, I feel like you could have edited this in a way or maybe wrote a little bit more where these things could have flowed into each other. I think in the book, like, it's way more... Pushed, it's way more leveraged to the 
the political, political thing. Yeah. Like, the crime solving is a very small part to show what he can do. Yeah. And then a bigger thing, part of it is, like, almost, the political. It's almost, but, of course, in a book, you can do a lot more. You can. Well, it's almost too, for me, like, the serial killer... I guess, like, tracking down a serial killer, and especially, like, one with a gimmick, because, like, the one that he kills wears, like, a big weird... He looked like fucking, uh... What's his name? Like the tyrant from Resident Evil. Oh, he's, yeah, got yeah. Big, he's got like a big like, leather coat that like buttons up. Yeah, it looks his like neck. fucking Masahiro Chono from the NWO. <laughs> uh, and and he kills people with scissors. It's like that's all like a very specific thing. That oh, seems you think like that's where Jordan Peele stole it from us. <laughs> he watched this. Well, he could have stole how to make a good movie from this. Oh snap! Uh, but uh, the uh, the thing is like that seems like a whole movie. Tracking down this this weird serial killer and all, and it gets wrapped up so fast. You're like, wait, what? And then it's just like, oh, on to the next thing. Yeah. And I'm not saying that's like it doesn't kill the movie, but it definitely makes the pacing very strange. Like, and yeah. it, it does take away. Like, like we both said, that middle part is soggy because of it. Because you're just like, you're kind of just after you've seen the whole movie, you're like, well, you're just racing to the end. But like you kind of don't know how to and get the there. The end is an absolute. The end is amazing. Sprint. Yeah, the the end fucking rules. Any movie that the main character, if he's elected president, will end the fucking world is such a weird, ballsy like story writing decision. I I love it. I wish that happened more in movies. <laughs> like it's so crazy. It's such an like, insane idea. I love it. Love it to death. Uh, but anyway, overall solid movie. Glad yeah. I watched it. Yeah, check it out. Oh, I forgot to mention that I had seen this movie a million years ago when I was a kid. But I was telling Alec that I could not remember a fucking thing about it until the nuke scene. And then literally, like, it all came back to me. I'm like, Celine Dion. And I was like, I fucking remember this so well. But anyway. But again, I think I might have remembered the Simpsons parody, The Ned Zone. Maybe. And not the film. Because I remember the whole nuke subplot, but that's also a subplot in the or main plot in the Simpsons parody, so... I don't know. Anyway, uh... That'll be it, so... Uh, yep. That is it. Next week, who, bye know, bye. who knows who's gonna be on the show? Yeah. I oh, guess it'll be my pick. Yes, yeah, TJ's pick. I still don't know what I'm who gonna knows? pick. I should be here. I forgot my schedule. I'm gonna pick it? that movie, that, that weird poster that somebody's... Ooh, the Lonesome Trail. Whoever sent me that The Lonesome Trail poster, come forward, please. That is still the strangest yeah. thing that's ever showed up at my house. Besides something I knew was coming. Like my, uh... Bad Dragon dildos. Is that guy in the middle? Is that, uh... No. It's no one famous. Oh. Look at the it rest of a, that it poster. It looks a little bit like uh, Littlefinger. It does, but it's not. Yeah. Okay. It's some weird Kickstarter movie. And that poster got sent to my house with no return address. It's fucking weird. Hmm. It is a weird poster. Sometimes forgiveness comes with a price. What I think is the lonesome. Some trail. psycho, one of our psycho listeners, backed because it's it's on Indiegogo or Kickstarter or something. They backed it, so they get a free poster and they sent it to me. I don't know. Anyway, we'll see y'all next week. Uh, you know what to do. Go fuck yeah. your own ass. The luba. Oh no. Nope. We don't say don't that. Don't do that anymore. anymore. Sorry. Nope. Fuck your own ass. Fuck your own ass. Lot of bitch. Are you all right?
You have a daughter. Yes. What is it? She's at home with the housekeeper. Yes. The housekeeper's just waxed the kitchen floor. Yes. Your daughter's running on the wet kitchen floor. And? She's leaving footprints. Yeah. The housekeeper's annoyed. She has to do that part of the floor over. Really? It's not too late. You can call her and save her. Well, um, I have some work to do, but I'll call her later. Okay? Um, hey, how did you get these powers anyway? I don't know. Ed Glosser, trivial psychic. During a brief power outage, Ed Glosser's tanning booth experiences a slight malfunction. Forfeiting a darker base, he instead gains the mildly impressive ability to foretell insignificant events of the immediate future. This is his story. Hey, Ed, I want you to meet Bob. He just joined us over in the counter. Nice to meet you. <laughs> Tomorrow, on the way to work, you're going to buy a cup of coffee. Yeah? Then, you're going to hail a cab. Uh-huh. Does the cab crash? No. But... You're going to leave the coffee in the cab. Okay. I guess I'll just have to get another cup when I get here. Look, you don't get it, do you? You're wasting coffee! Hey, 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 What's the big deal? It's just a cup of coffee. Now, look, we got a whole pot of it over there. 